coming back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. What's up, Mr. Bella? What it is, what it is, dog. What it is, dog. Oh, I didn't know you were gonna break it out like a like like a uh, like a soulful church. You just yeah. did that or something, man. So what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I am so excited. I can't even begin to tell you the topic of today's show. I'm just I, I don't know. I've been pumped about it all week. I can't wait. You know, today is not the the section where we discuss. Uh, you know, uh, Chippendales or anything like that, right? Uh, You're still excited? I'm still excited. Hey, Mike. Even I, though I, we won't be talking about Chippendales. I have to ask you, you why do you cut it off like that? Like, it, I, I, I keep forgetting about it until it happens every time, but mm-hmm. it's just like falling off the edge of a cliff. You know what I mean? Just transition that baby out there, man. You know what I mean? Treat it like it's a woman, man. You just transition it. You just <laughs> smooth. Wow. Hey, I was asked, mm-hmm. I got to say this. We have a great show today. Welcome, by mm. the way, to Auto Dealer Live. I'm Dave Villa. I'm Dave Cribs. And you're listening to Auto Dealer Live, and we want to thank you. This is pure autotainment. This is a show where dealers go, and uh, we want to we want to thank you for supporting us and for listening to us, man. A couple of guys rambling on, just you know, really sharing our passion, which is the auto business. Um, and uh, listen, I was asked really quick what this is, and this this little light here, obviously, uh, you know, you can set your little notifications to the to the flash on the camera. This is, contributes to my battery dying uh, about at, at about eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. Um, but here's the deal: I want to tell you that every time you see this little light, I was asked several times last week on the show. It's you guys tweeting. This is this is our this is Twitter going off, man. So we've we've trended. Uh, auto deal live for the last three, three weeks. weeks, and we want to wow. thank you guys for that. So let's do it again. Let's break Twitter. Last week we've escalated, and last week we had the most tweets that we've ever had um, since we've been tracking them. So I'm assuming ever, and uh, mm-hmm. I think we trended over eleven or twelve hundred uh, tweets. So man, thank you guys very much uh, for that. Today we've got an outstanding show, as Dave alluded to. We both are very excited about this, and really it's a hot topic, Dave, in the auto industry right now, and in, really anywhere. Um, you know, it's it's branding. It's personal mm-hmm. branding. You know, we have sites. We have brand.me, and we have all of these people, you know, talking about, you know, you're the brand, and, and you know, and, 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 you know, everybody, man, you know, and, and here's my question. Can everybody, right, mm-hmm. can everybody be branded, you know? Can everybody be famous? Can everybody be popular, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, everywhere you turn, oh, well, it's you. Oh, well, it's you, you know? So well, dealers and salespeople alike, though, specifically today with personal branding in the automotive sales profession, we've got dealers and salespeople today sharing their perspectives on has it gone too far? Has it not gone far enough? You know, and, and yeah. so what do, you, what do you think, man? Great topic? 
Oh, gosh, what an amazing topic because we're talking about, you know, branding and we're talking about your livelihood. Mm-hmm. This is the, you know, with technology, uh, the advancements in technology, now we're able to stream live. I mean, you know, Periscope, all of those great things, and they're wonderful tools. But, you know, we do have to figure out where's the marriage. I mean, what's, where, where's the boundary? You know, are you, are you protecting your dealer while you're branding yourself? Should the dealer be able to control your branding? Should you be able to control all of your branding? I mean, those are the questions that we'll be talking about today. I think it's a great opportunity, by the way, because right now it is an opportunity because not everyone is self-branding. Uh, we're seeing the very beginnings um, in the last couple of years, and now it seems to be rapidly uh, you know, gaining pace. So yeah. it's going to be exciting to hear uh, the point of views from uh, each person uh, today on the panel, whether it be a salesperson, a dealer, uh, it's going to be a great show. And that's really what it comes down to. I mean, you know, there's different there's different spaces, you know, for personal branding. And so, I mean, we're talking specifically automotive, and then we're talking specific to salespeople, really, in the automotive industry. And mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of what it talks about. We're, we're sales, basically, guys, in any organization, it comes down to sales driving the dollar. Sales drives the business. So we're talking about the engine of the business. And so we're not talking about, you know, you personally branding yourself at home and hey you know i'm a great person and i want to start you know encouraging people what have you so so we're specifically talking about the book of business selling building that book of business building that brand and then what happens you know what happens when you leave what happens you know what happens if 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 you know with with jealousy among other colleagues you know there's a lot going on i'll tell you this as a salesperson a sales trainer and uh, an owner of a marketing company for the last 20 years in the automotive space, I've always taught my salespeople, you know, hey, listen, treat this like it's your business. You know, treat it like it's your business. When, you know, I'm talking 10, 15 years ago, when you're making phone calls, when you're in front of a dealer, hey, you guys, you have your own little territory, just like you have your own business, right? Mm -hmm. But then you look at, but then the internet comes along, and, you know, now, you know, when you really start to see things that you couldn't imagine that would exist 10 years ago today, it begins to, is it a game changer? And, you know, one thing pops in my mind, franchisees, you know, and we could bring up some of this discussion as we delve into it. But I mean, franchise of ease of businesses, right? I mean, Starbucks, you know, they're mm-hmm. not really a franchise, I guess, but, you know, uh, all these little restaurants, you know, Tijuana Flats and, you know, and Cadobo and, and Chipotle and, you know, mm-hmm. Moe's and all this, they're franchises. And so, but everybody has the same branding, right? right? So there's a lot to be said for, you know, owning your own space, having your own territory, but what is too far, what's not far enough. And I think we're going to have a lot of great perspectives on the show today. We've got some great people on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that uh, with the emergence of this self-branding, you know, we've always been taught as salespeople in the car business, hey, you're building a business. You're building your book of business. You're a business within the business. And we've always been encouraged to do anything and everything we could to reach out to people, to gain uh, customers. However, the game has changed, Dave, because now... We've been given because more where are those power. Ho- where are those customers housed, right? I mean, yeah. like now on social media, I you know in, in my phone right here. I mean, I can, I have three thousand contacts in there, right? Yes. Three. So and it adds every single day. Every time now, I mm-hmm. when I link in with somebody, if their information, or their phone number is in there, it'll pop in there. You know this and yeah. that. So I mean, where do, where does that book of business lie, so to speak? Right. And and <clears throat> never before have salespeople had the individual power mm-hmm. that they actually have right now right. through individual branding and social branding. So it's 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 not it's, going anywhere. No, it's not. It's 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 going to become more and more an issue 
uh, each day that we go on. It is. And, you know, and so I'm anxious to dive into this. Just a couple mm-hmm. more minutes, guys, and we're going to be bringing everybody on. So about two minutes, we're going to have everybody on the panel today. We have a couple of dealers. We have a general manager on the phone today. We have a, a dealer principal on the phone today. We have uh, we have uh, automotive sales professionals. We have Internet sales. We have individuals that are on the show today um, from pretty much across the board and different into the spectrum. So you don't want to miss this show, and you want to hang out. And if you're on Twitter, let's blow it up. It's hashtag Auto Dealer Live. And, um, you, and, and, and listen, if you have a question, there will be a time for calls. We had calls in last week. We weren't able to get to them, but we will take calls today. Um, the, the phone number to call in on is 813-574-1820. Now, if you would save your calls until after the panel, what we're going to do after the panel um, and after GYSO, we're going to have about 15 minutes where we're going to actually be able to kind of shrink back a little bit and talk, and we're going to take your calls. So you're going to be able to not only comment on social media, but if you, ha- if you want to be heard, if you want your voice to be heard, and you want that you know recorded so that you can have it, right, then you make sure you call in 813 813- Five seven four one eight two zero. Mike, you can have that number up there, especially when it's time later. Eight one three five seven four one eight two zero. Salespeople, you've gone too far. Have or you? Have, gone? You? have you? <laughs> Are you ready, man? I'm ready, man. All right. So listen, we have on the show today. We have the general manager. Uh, actually, you know what? You may need to introduce a couple of these. Do you know where Travis? Sure. You know where Travis? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why don't you introduce? A couple of the people, okay. <laughs> and then I introduce a couple of people. <laughs> I'll, I'll introduce general uh, general Sorry, manager general manager Travis Lyndon Moyer. He's from Blaze Alexander Ford, and he's uh, he's he's. <laughs> Are you guys you guys see you guys on? Yeah, they're on. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, we have Tran- Travis Lyndon Mo- Moyer from uh, Blaze Alexander Ford, general manager, and uh, he is here along with his amazing beard. So, yeah. welcome to the show, Travis. What's up, Travis? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, man? Appreciate you. It's been a little while. Uh, Looks look good. Good seeing you again. We have Allison Davis. I know Allison is. Uh, she is a. Uh, she's an internet sales. She's a salesperson. Salesperson. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, at Leith Honda in Raleigh, North Carolina. All right. And then we have Ryan. I know Ryan, our old buddy. Look at Ryan back, man. Ryan, mm-hmm. man, Ryan, you're looking good, man. Look at you. Look at him. <laughs> what's up? We got Ryan Holtz. He's just a brand, internet. He's an automotive and internet and freaking extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Laura Madison. Laura, um, fresh off the blacktop, probably you know she you can't shake it. But now she is the uh, director. If I got this right, of sales for Allen Rams Proactive uh, Training Solutions, and uh, we want to thank you, Laura, for joining us. And uh, we also have um, Matt Lasco, uh, vice president and uh, dealer of uh, Lasco Ford. Also um, Lasco of Grand Blank, which is a, a pre-owned dealership as well that Matt has. Matt, congratulations, by the way, last month, number eight. Uh, if I got it right, if I got it right, number eight, correct? Yeah, yeah, we had a, we had a good good steady month, and uh, we're, we're off to the races again in June. So thank you very much, David. Well, you're welcome, you're welcome. And we have Tammy on. And we have Tammy, Tammy LeBlue yeah. with uh, Auto Loop. Tammy LeBlue with Auto Loop was the former number two salesperson in the country for Nissan. And, she was uh, with Or Nissan uh, at that time. Yeah, and uh, created yeah. a created a, a team of 
uh, little Tammy's, I guess you would say, team of smart car <laughs> girls. She mentored a whole team, uh, and she has some uh, some real uh, unique insight to branding within the dealership that we'll be hearing about soon. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to jump in real quick, and I want to start with Laura. And um, and then, you know, what I really – the dynamic here, guys, really, we, we, we have different pers- perspectives here. And, um, you know, and I think that the, the, the one thing about it, and I think a lot of you guys are going to agree, you know, and I think all of us, you know, I, all of us – um, you know, believe in branding, but i um, anxious to hear. And really, really where the, the separation comes, or I think maybe some of the um, uh, differences come is in the fact that, uh, you know, the owners or dealers are saying, hey, I'm spending money. You know, it's my dealership and, you know, these advertising dollars and, and so forth and so on and expenses. And, and, you know, what do I do? How do I do that? And so, Laura, I'm going to go straight to you because, you know, it's no secret that, you know, uh, you were Laura Toyota. And, um, of course, of course, what's really cool about this and interesting, you know, Laura, is that Laura Toyota, got, Toyota didn't like that. You know, I mean, you're branding Toyota, right? But Toyota said no. So you were, you were a salesperson in Bozeman, Montana. So you became Laura Drives and, you know, you, you, you were an amazing salesperson and still are to the point where Alan Ram, you know, cherry picked you right on out of the, right on out of the industry. So Laura, you know, and I don't know what your dealership that you left looks like, but, but you might be unless you can explain it, the actual case study in which dealers point to, wait a minute, she's gone now, where's Laura Drives? You know, let's, talk, let's start with you, Laura, and, and kind of address this issue where dealers have a concern. Sure. Well, thank you guys for having me. So one of the things that I want to say about personal branding is, of course, you're doing it in conjunction with the dealership. So you're never Laura Toyota or Laura Drive without the actual Toyota of Bozeman. That, of course, was crucial. The Laura Toyota or the Laura Drive or the person behind it was just essential for getting people right to me. Because if you're going to be putting out some effort and you're going to be on social and you're going to be creating video, obviously you want that to, to, to have a return. So as as leaving the dealership, again, something that uh, I did fairly recently, I would say one of the things that my personal brand did when I was still at the store was really uh, eliminated any kind of feeling of grass was greener on the other side. I stayed with that dealership, certainly because they were excellent people. It's a great organization. I really believed in the brand. But I almost never had a thought to move to a dealership down the road that might have a better pay plan or whatever the thought is when people move to a grass is greener kind of a situation because I had built all this energy and all this branding into that specific dealership. So if anything, I would imagine that once we start seeing this utilized a bit more with salespeople, we're going to reduce any kind of turnover. Um, and then as far as, you know, leaving the dealership, those are all, fortunately, my website's still up. Those are all still leads that I get that I funnel out to all of my partners at the store. It's not as big of a transition as I thought it would be. It's really quite easy. People, you know, contact me. I'm able to get that right over and, and hand it over and have somebody else start to form a relationship with them. Well, let me ask you this, and, and I'll jump to Matt. Let Matt kind of jump in as the dealer. And, and that's, and you, you know, you, we always have known you're an integral person. Obviously, you do things right. But I'm going to tell you um, what, a, what an integral person if you're still fielding calls and actually handing them over to the dealership, especially when you're busy and so forth. So let's talk about the majority or some of the people out there that maybe wouldn't do that and maybe, you know, they're not going to take those calls. So, Matt, you know, is that a challenge for dealerships, for owners, guys like you that obviously believe in branding? You don't you spend a ton of money, but you're looking at, hey, you know what, this salesperson is, is there is there an un, is there an unbalance there, Matt, in your opinion? Well, I think that that. um 
I mean, almost it falls in tail to, to what Laura's saying there. It's not as bad as some people would say. Well, my, my biggest thing is, is, is there's two, two issues I think that happen for salespeople with brands. Sometimes they put so much energy into trying to develop a brand that some of that energy would produce a lot more if they were making some more follow-up phone calls, getting a little more dedicated to their current clients, et cetera. So you can't get blinded by the fact that, ooh, I've developed a brand, but is it really getting me more sales and clients, right? Mm-hmm. And as, as far as the, the dealer losing clients, I personally believe that be it salespeople as our livelihood, there's very few dealerships that if the dealer is a great dealer, if they provide the, the price, the trade, the selection, the, the quality experience, that if a salesperson does go jump, even though they might have a brand, the client still believes their, that their dealer is the dealer. And that's almost why a salesperson has to protect themselves not to over-energize trying to brand because be it you'll keep a certain portion of it, you're not going to keep every client. So, are, you know, what are you going to gain if you think you're going to be that, that jump-around salesperson building a brand? Um, I think it's got, a, it's got a, a, a protective balance the dealer has to watch because the salesperson can put lease payments up. And if they advertise them at your dealership and they don't put good disclosures, you run risk. We don't control it because if the salesperson does make a mistake, the compliance problems can come back on the salesperson. So salespeople then need to protect themselves to understand what they can and can't say out in the public. You know, mm-hmm. So it's a touchy subject. I think it's got a lot of validity. I think sometimes you can over-energize the effort as a salesperson and I also think dealers sometimes can be a little too picky, and they probably should let that person develop a thing. Because remember something, 20 years ago, salespeople were still build, building a brand. Mm-hmm. There's still Rock and Rob whatever that sold cards, that on his business card put his name as Rock and Rob, so that everyone remembered when they went somewhere to think of Rock and Rob to buy their dirt bike, right? Absolutely. So this is not new, it's just now digital. So it's still something salespeople have to do, and if they want to succeed, I guess if if the, the consumer now is digital instead of the business card that's on the, the, the thumbtack at the local restaurant, then you better get digital if you want to build a brand for yourself. Okay. Thank you, Matt. And Travis, let's go to you. You know, as a general manager, are you concerned? I mean, have you set any boundaries with your salespeople as far as limitations when it comes to self-branding? Or is this, is this an added responsibility? I mean, what does it look like from your store? Well, you know, I, I, I try to just let them do their thing and more along the lines of I, I try and monitor it. I try and look at it before they hit send, and I ask everyone to read the thing. Um, I'm having those audio problems, excuse me. But uh, I, I try not to limit them too much because the creativeness and the brand is what I'm trying to get out of them. And, and not everyone dials in, but the guys who are are seeing direct results from it so far. Obviously, uh, they, they you don't have to... You don't have to talk me into the branding. I've branded myself since I had a pager before a cell phone. So, um, no, I try, I try not to set too many limitations, but I do try and monitor it. It's the best I can do. I, I don't really have a great plan for it. It's just doing my best every day with it. Okay. So, is, in reality, is there any fear of loss, you know, from your perspective as far as someone who really begins to build a brand and then maybe leaves the dealership? I mean, is, is there any concern there? No, I don't look at it like that. You know, it's... If they're building their own self-brand, they're building up my brand as well, and um, that's something that if, if they decide to leave for any opportunity or for any other reason and they take that with them, then I wish them the best. Uh, 
I guess it's in the back of my head a little bit, but it's not really it's not really something I can control. So I try not to stress anything I can't control. Okay, and and he I think that's kind of a great point there, Travis. You know, Travis said he can't control it. But I guess my question is, so, you know, I heard Matt and here, Travis, so let's go to you, Ryan. I mean, does it come down to, because at the same time, and I know, and I know these guys both believe in branding. Again, Travis, like you said, he's been branding himself and, you know, and, and look, and, you know, look at the beard, man. That's, that's right there. That's, that's, that's his brand there, you know. The best beard in the automotive business, and it's not even close. Grant Cardone wishes he had this thing. You know what I mean? I got I to gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty nice beard. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty it's nice obvious, beard. It's obvious, yeah. Let's move on. That's obvious. So, so the beard's the brand there. But, Ryan, I mean, so Travis and Matt are saying the same thing. But Travis said, hey, it's in the back of my mind. Matt said, you know, there are some things that we focus on. But obviously there are dealers out there, Ryan, that say, you know, at the same time, I mean, I wish their focus was a little bit in a different place. And there is that fear because there's, there's, there's that fear. Like, what do I do when I have this, you know, this, this uh, top-notch salesperson, this person that wants to get out of the box? And um, – so, really, what does it come down to, Ryan? How do they keep that person? Because Laura said, hey, I'm a, I'm a dedicated person. How do they keep them? Is it, about, is it really about that? Is it more about you know, really providing a place where that person can grow? Hey, Ryan. Quite frankly, you know, with, yeah. with my company and training dealers and, and doing workshops for our association, the number one problem that gets back to me is, um, you know, my GM or my dealer principal just not buying in uh, to what I'm doing and I'm getting frustrated. So I like to take uh, matters into my own hands. And let's be honest here, for a hundred bucks, you know, you can hop on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, you. Hey Ryan, you're breaking up a little bit. I don't know if it's on. Is he on speaker mic? Is that what it is? Or I think so. you might? Are you on speaker? Somehow the volume's breaking up. But if we, um, I want to jump to Tammy real quick. Tammy, you know you, um, yes. you know you. It's no secret. You know, obviously you're not in the, uh, you know, at the dealership level now. You're you're with you're on the vendor side, and you know uh, what a great opportunity, and you're a great person. But you know, I I studied, and, and Dave and I studied you know, for the last several years, you know, your brand and how, how you did it and what you did. And so it's an interesting perspective. And, and I'm not sure if some of the guys on the panel know or not, but, you know, you you branded really a group of, of you know, a, a team, so to speak. And, and in my opinion, you know, that's one way to look at this and one way to do it. You know, you're able to actually... Uh, you know, group brand a group so that hey, I'm gone, but this group I'm imagining is not only is not is still there. Am, am I right? Am I right in that? Um, no, they're not still there. Oh, so it is okay. an interesting topic of conversation. For okay. Today, yes. um, and, and when I got the when you sent me the email about it, it's a it's a slippery slope. Um, I branded myself when I was selling cars and through social media, really latched onto something that I really didn't realize the strength of it until I got the girls and we began to brand ourselves like that. And then when I left the dealership, it was a team that I built. And um, the girls, a couple of the girls actually came with me. So okay. it did affect the store. It did affect the store's numbers. And it has affect, affected the Internet's numbers. But 
just like Stephen Mills, the owner, says, I mean, he wanted me to brand myself, and I, I branded myself and the girls with or Nissan. So even to this day, I think I've been gone six to seven months now, they still... As far as Google and when you when you Google my name or when you Google or Nissan, we still have relevance with the store. So there is a slippery slope. And when you say, have the salespeople gone too far, how much do you want them to brand their name with your store? Or is it more about branding the store? So I understand, you know, the situation for sure. Yeah, and Matt, I'm going to ask you to weigh in on that. I mean, how do you feel about that? Because there was an after effect that may not have been positive for the store itself. I mean, where do you stand there? Well, I, I, I'm a unique one, David. I, I, I just really put so much weight on the fact that our building and place and, and environment is so desirable to be an employee and part of our team that I have less fear of that. To be completely honest, I have... Ten managers right now that probably could all take a job that makes them a minimum of twenty-five grand more a year, and be GSMs instead of being a desk manager for me because they're that well trained. But Hi. consistency, consistency as a dealer, and knowing that we're going to be there and their jobs aren't going to change, our people don't leave. So some dealer that might have a not very good environment might be afraid to lose people. Uh, I don't have that feeling. I, I'm I'm game with anyone. I have guys that have. Uh, that we've okayed, obviously, but I've got guys that have the name Brandon at Lasso Used Cars on Facebook. I have Blake at this or whatever it may be. Those guys all have that. Now, one other thing I will say that many dealers don't understand, and we obviously are, are, are you know, turnkey when it comes to digital world, you can shut all of it off in about three seconds. If anyone has your name tied to any website and you've done your job right as a dealer, that you can send a simple email, a simple phone call, and or Google will turn it off. So who cares? Let them build the brand. Just like she said, people still look it up and see Nissan. If they're successful and you pay them and reward them, they will not leave you. So let them build a huge brand. I've got one sales guy that sells 250 cars a year. Do you think I mind if he builds a brand? (laughs) No. I think building the brand is... Is what you want them to do. They're a walking advertisement. Yeah. Or you want them to be here? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I agree, hundred percent. Go ahead, Laura. Hey, so I just I want to I want to try and see if you guys are willing to gear the conversation because I get so frustrated that this is the only thing we talk about with personal branding. And of course, I mean no offense to you two, but this is you know there was a recent article uh, in Automotive News that mentioned a friend of ours, uh, Kenny Landrum, Landrum, and. It was one of the articles that we've seen, and Renee Stewart has even commented on a couple times, of sharing a negative perception of personal branding, and I think we're having the wrong conversations. You know, there's more than one way to do this. You know, one of the ways somebody like Matt Lasko, if he were concerned about branding, is housing it on his dealership YouTube page. It can still be a video of Laura Madison on, you know, Lasco 4's YouTube page. It can also be a blog post highlighting Laura Madison and her knowledge of the new F-150 on 
you know, the dealership blog. So there's a way to do personal branding that doesn't necessarily require what I did, which was an independent website, an independent YouTube channel. You know, there's more than one way to rock this to try and eliminate. But I think what we need to talk about is not about the risks of it and the riskiness, but about why it's so effective because it really works. Like Matt says, you know, this is something that our industry has been doing forever. You know, back to I, I, Best Price Bob and, and all of these different kind of namesakes and people that were branding before the Internet. It really works, and buyers want a human connection, and that's why we need to find a way somehow to fit it in to every dealership. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, I think Laura hits a perfect point there, guys, when it comes to another area. Oh, you didn't get Matt Koenig on this one because he'd be just <laughs> high-fiving Laura all the way to Arizona right now. But here's a great chance to piggyback each other. If, you, if you've got an amazing salesperson making an amazing video <laughs> and you're not merging their videos with your YouTube and their YouTube with your YouTube, you're missing out because there is definitely a way to piggyback it to where the dealership gains just as much as the salesperson. Yeah, and let me exactly. say... Exactly, and if that salesperson leaves, so something like Tammy where she still has a relevance at that dealership, if the salesperson leaves and you absolutely don't want their name associated or you don't want confusion, you can delete that video if it's under your control. If that's really what people are concerned about, we can find a way to fit it in. But again, I think the most important you know, conversation is this is something that's effective, not what are the risks. Yeah, and let me say yeah, let me say this like, real quick, guys. Let me say this real quick, and I and I agree with Laura. By the way, I mean we brand the heck mm-hmm. out of ourselves. But the deal, the here's the deal that we have to have the discussion. I think in a reverse mode because if not, you're going to shock the auto industry. And the bottom line is, you know, there, there's going to be less deal. Look. I care about this industry, and I, you know, I, you know, for me to care about the industry, I don't care about just the probably the the ten percent of dealers that might do it effectively. What about the ninety percent that suck? Right? We have to get them to do it better. So the bottom line is, if they're closed-minded about it, it sets the entire industry back or it holds it back. So I think that, but th- that we have to address this because it ultimately does come down to the person. And it comes down to someone like you, Laura, you know, in, in educating them, you know, in an interview. Look, this is what you need to do. And so let's, let, me, let me jump to Allison real quick. Allison, you know, uh, talk about the importance of personal branding. You're, coming, you're kind of just like exploding on the scene. You know, we're seeing you pop up everywhere and all of the, uh, you know, in, in, in regarding personal branding. You're kind of blowing up there in North Carolina. So talk about it. What are you doing? So let's kind of change it. Let's, let's do what Laura said. Let's change it and shift it. What are you doing right, Allison? What's working there? Why does personal branding work so much in the auto business? This is Allison Davis with Leith Honda. Um, I think it works just because you're, you're putting yourself out there. It's not just Leith Honda. It's not just Honda. It's a face and a name and a real person. And I get to show, you know, my drive, my passion, why I like to do this, why I want to help customers. So it's not just come buy a car. It's why, you know, the car will sell itself. It's a it's a Honda. People know about Hondas. It's been around for a long time. But why should you buy it from me at this dealership? Set myself apart from everybody else because you can go 30 minutes away and maybe get $500 less on a car or you can stay here with me and get treated right like a customer and not feel like you've been taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And I have the support from my, my managers. Um, they back me up. They support me. They want me to do it. I, I invite my coworkers to do it. It's not that I'm trying to keep it all for myself. You know, I fill them in like, hey, this is something new I'm trying you should try it out yourself. Um, and the only thing is if they want me to represent the dealership in a good light, and that's what I do in every single post, I think about the dealership. You know, if I was a customer and I saw it, you know, is it something appropriate? So I try to keep, you know, stay away from offensive words, any political issues or sensitive topics, because these are my potential customers, and I don't want to offend anybody. 
Mm-hmm. So that's why I try to keep it, you know, as relaxed as possible and, and friendly in an environment. Ryan, let me ask you this. And is it? I mean, I know this. It's everywhere, but I mean, Laura. Laura obviously has made famous YouTube and so forth. And you know, I know, Allison, you're all over Facebook. I mean, Ryan, what's what's the best way to start this? What's the you know? I mean, there's the wrong way, I guess. But I mean, what? Tell us the do's, the don'ts, the the effective, the ineffective, Ryan. You know, my number one is start. Just start. Um, <laughs> there you, you go. Know, people are always like, "Hey, my video doesn't look good," or "How do I send a tweet?" or what goes on or, you know, everybody knows I'm a socks guy. My business card is a sock. Some days I leave the house for a mismatch or could care less because it's really about the effort that you put into it. Uh, I agree with Laura in the sense that, um, you know, being under five years in the automotive industry, I've had great success myself. Uh, when I came into this industry, I found it completely archaic. Um, I couldn't believe that they were still putting monkeys on a roof and sale letters and all these things because... Marketing is all about evoking emotion. It's all about connecting with human beings and creating that personal brand. It's like, for instance, if I go buy a house, uh, a lot of my great ideas do not come from the automotive industry. They come from out of industry. But let's just say I'm jumping over to real estate and I want to buy a house. If you go to a brokerage, there's no damn realtor that markets themselves as the brokerage. They market themselves as the realtor. Um, and I'm sorry, the moment your boss says, hey, you're on commission, you are your own entity, you are your own business, and you, you, you know, if you don't sell, you don't need. And uh, when you're put up against those odds, I mean, you've got to really brand yourself. So I always tell people, I say, you know what, get educated, get some resources, uh, start somewhere, uh, and have fun. And people say, well, you know, what kind of gimmick, or do I need, you know, theoretically, I love, I love your beard, Travis, man. Like, I love the beard, but... They don't have to have a beard, yeah, you know, get some coconut oil going on in there, but they don't have to have the beard. Uh, they just have to be themselves, and they just have to be unique. And it's like the previous lady had said, you know, it, it's an opportunity for her to show her customers, past, present, future, uh, what she's about and what she can bring to the table. And I think it's a fantastic thing. You know, it, it, thank you, Ryan. And I'm going to pose this next question to Laura, and then I'm going to ask Travis. I'm going to ask Travis to follow up uh, once. Uh, once we, uh, no, we hear you. We hear you. We hear you. Um, so I'm going to pose this question. I'm going to pose this question to Laura. I'm going to pose this question to Laura, and then I'm going to ask Travis to follow up on it. I think that we are all here. We are. We are all fans. We are all fans. <laughs> I'm here too. Allison. I hear I hear Jeopardy music. What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> I only hear three people. Travis, can you hear okay. me? Ryan, I can hear you just fine, buddy. Can you okay. Oh, okay. I think they can, can you hear me. Now? I think Laura, they can, can you hear me? <laughs> the question is, can you hear us? <laughs> okay. oh, so, live. Can you hear us? You guys are all beautiful. You guys are all beautiful people, by the way. I love you all. We can hear you guys. We hey, we can hear you guys fine. Can you hear us now? All right, at all so I guess, uh, we're going to host the show ourselves, right, guys? Okay, go, go ahead for and, it. Go ahead and turn that off for me. Okay, so let's here, here's the deal. So, all right, here's, we're, we're going to go. Here. All right, how about this? How about okay. this? Go ahead. Let's ask. Hey, does Lord anyone Lord. have any advertising pieces that are working? We can talk about. No. Um, <laughs> anybody actually, I've been, here Mike, ago? Mike, bring it back here. I've been brand. Okay, so, so, so you know, I think that everybody on this panel can agree on the fact that, including us, Dave, that we're sold on personal branding. There's no question about that. The question, I think, ultimately is should a salesperson 
feel. It's funny when you look at Travis <laughs> and he thinks everybody can hear him. His beard looks, yeah, like, his beard's, looks like his beard's talking. <laughs> it's like his beard's going, hello, yeah. listen to me. <laughs> hey, somebody give me the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I can't hear you, man. I can't, can't hear you. Oh, hey, boy, listen. Here we go. So, listen, I'm, uh, Amish Mafia called and wanted their beard back. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's branding for you. Oh, hey, let's okay. hashtag Auto Deal Live and Travis Beard. Let's yeah. see if we can get that trending. Yes, Beardorama. <laughs> so, you know, I think uh, once again, ultimately, the question for me is should a salesperson feel like they have the liberty to brand themselves without boundaries? And sh- from a dealer's perspective, you know, what right does the dealer have? Do they have any control at all? Should they have any control at all over that self-branding? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, one, I'm interested to hear what, uh, what, you know, what Laura has to say about that when we go back here in a second. So um, just give me the thumbs up, Mike, when we... So, yeah, Dave, it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting uh, topic. There's, a, there's, you know, I'm actually surprised, to be very honest with you, that Tammy LeBlue had you know that, that I, I want to I want to kind of delve into that I want to ask sure. him about that in a second, and uh, well, Mike I, if you're you know, if you're bringing that back up I, I so bring back up bring the guys back up so Tammy I want to ask you I was a little surprised to actually hear that I mean I, you know I I uh, I how how's the dealership doing now because this is you know this is you did a phenomenal thing over there by the way uh, you had a group of how many girls Tammy were on your team. Um, there were four plus me, so we're five total. Okay, and, what, and you guys called yourself what? The Smart Car Girls. Smart Car Girls, and we watched a lot of your videos. It was really cool. So um, with that, with that, tell us the secret there, because you really did, you know, that's a song, Country, when Country Wasn't Cool. Oh, yeah. You were branding when branding wasn't really cool, in a sense. You were, doing, you were doing a series that really was captivating, but really, in my opinion, you know, let's talk about how simple branding really can be. You were doing, you were, you were basically just documenting what was going on at the dealership, and you were bringing the community into your goals. I mean, is that a fair way Absolutely. to say it? I mean, it'll work. That's exactly, that's exactly what we did. We're Bossier City, Louisiana, population 62,000, small town. All the girls were from, from the small town. So we targeted, you know, our social media, and definitely we targeted our hometown. That's what we did, and we brought our customers in with it. We made them a part of it. Travis was just sharing while we had some technical difficulties that he became very honest and transparent, and, and, and that's what we did. We shared, and you know my story, we shared my story with the community, and a lot of them were, you know, came and bought cars from us because they were rooting for it. And uh, so it's been really interesting. You know, I left on good terms, and um, I'm actually, the dealership is one of, I'm, they're my clients, so I'm in, the, I'm in the dealership at least once a week. I still awesome. communicate with them. I still sell cars for them. So we awesome. haven't taken the branding and the things down that we've done because we're still I'm on fantastic terms with them. Missed the dealership tremendously, but but the, it, it was simple. Branding is not difficult. Right. Um, it was about embracing and becoming transparent and letting the world and the community watch what was going on in my life and Chelsea's life and Hillary's life. And it was it was unbelievable. Brad, uh, uh, um, Travis, we couldn't hear you. But I knew you were saying something. So t- share share with the audience because I guess the guys on the phone heard you. Talk about what the Tammy was just referring to. Maybe can you hear me now? I'm going to go. Can, yes. Yeah. Hear you great. Hear you yeah, great. Yeah, hear you now. But go ahead. Tell us what you were I sharing. I got this crazy device. Awesome. It's a handheld. It's crazy. No, I mean, I don't know how much you heard, but I'll just repeat myself. I love to hear myself talk anyway. Um, 
You know, I branded myself before I even knew what it was. I was a struggling 22, 23-year-old car salesman, beautiful wife, little baby, couldn't really make ends meet. Everyone told me I was good with people. I loved cars. I was passionate. I was hardworking. I couldn't sell anything. Uh, I didn't like the way I was being trained. I didn't like the way they wanted me to deceive. They didn't deceive the customers. I didn't like the way they wanted me to follow the process. Uh, I had a different process. So one day I just, like, pretty much last-ditch effort, I just came in and blatantly was telling everyone the truth. Just flat-out facts, you know, really non-industry type things to say to people and just was flat-out honest with people to the point where I got a nickname in the Poconos and everyone called me Honest Trav. And that stuck to this day. I still have people call me, hey, Honest Trav, what's going on? Because I was so blatantly honest with everybody. And um, I don't, I think everyone has so much of a fear of the unknown in this business. And and they're so afraid of, of going off of the path. And you don't need a uh, an awesome beard. You don't need to be able to sing and dance. You don't need to be incredibly good looking, which, by the way, I'm all three, um, obviously. But and, and you modest. have to be able, you have to, be, able well. to be authentic. And, mm. and when you start branding yourself, you have to be able to show people your passion. <laughs> show people you're a real person. Everyone has this idea that car salesmen are snake-oiled, slimy, only worried about 25% of the gross profit on the front end. And the more you could show people, I'm a regular guy. I, 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 I bleed like you do. I drink beer like you do. I'm a regular guy. I do a lot of things that are different. But people know they can trust me. And people know when they're talking to me, they might not like what I have to say, but they know it's authentic. They know it's the truth. So you don't need to have any kind of crazy sideshow circus act to brand yourself. You just need to be authentic and passionate any which way you can. Be yeah. yourself. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's why, I, I, honestly, that's why I follow Travis, because I enjoy that part, that because that authenticity really shines through. What's really cool to me is that this is a general manager saying that, Dave, that he was on the brink of leaving the business and captured this branding idea. Now he's a young general manager. I want to go to Laura real quick. I'm going to ask you a question, Laura, and I'm going to ask uh, Matt to follow up on this, if you will. But, uh Laura, I think I think we can all agree. All of us on this panel, all of us on this panel agree uh, with self branding. But as from a from a salesperson's perspective, should a salesperson feel like they have the liberty to brand themselves without any type of you know approval or input from the dealer? That's a good question. No, in a perfect world, we're going to have a management Go ahead. and a marketing staff and a sales team all working together. I know that's not always realistic, um, but that's what would happen in a perfect world. But I don't ever encourage anybody to do something outside of the dealer's comfort zone. And, you know, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, just staying professional can really do wonders for a personal brand. And if you're staying professional and your message is clear and you're trying to reach that same end game that the dealer is, which is to sell more cars, then I think ultimately everybody will be happy. But can you say anything, you know, under the blue sky? Heck no. I would not recommend that. I I agree with that. And before, that, that says a lot. Allison, actually, there's a question that came in on Twitter from uh, Subi to you, and it says, uh, first of all, she says she's truly impressed by you, need more people to think the way you do. And she said, what's your mission? My mission, um, pretty much, is I'm trying to change the car buying process, the experience, and the perception, because it was said earlier, you know, we're all snakes. We're trying to get over on people. We're not honest. We're not forthcoming. And just try to help the customer, one customer at a time, to find them the vehicle that they, they that fits their needs, their wants, their lifestyle, and their budget. I mean, that's ultimately what we're here for. We all need to make a paycheck, but at the end of the day, 
we want our, our customers to feel like they're our friends that they can trust us, they can come back to us, they can refer their friends. And then they go out. You know, I have reviews online. I had a customer I sold yesterday. She came in based on a review that she read about me online from another customer. She could have walked in here and worked with anybody, but she chose to ask for me. So that says a lot for somebody to take time out of their day to write a review that doesn't do anything for them. It benefits me, but not them. So and now, I, I agree with that. Very well said, Allison. So I'm going to ask you guys, we've we got to wrap it up here, and I know you guys are busy, but I'm going to give each of you guys a closing you know, remark here that if you have one thing you need to say, want to say about branding on any side, any side of the, the, the ball here, we'll start with you, Allison, again. So just give us your closing remarks, um, how they can find you on Twitter if somebody wants to follow you uh, or, or on social media. Anybody else do it. I'm the first one at my dealership doing it. So I, I didn't have anybody to piggyback on, so I just went in head first, and I'm learning every day. So that's a, the great thing about it is that you learn from mistakes, and if you're not making mistakes, you're not growing. Very cool. And where can people follow you, Allison? Um, just type in Google, Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, at Lee Honda. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, um, anywhere. You type in Allison at Lee Honda, and I have my own website. It's Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, salescars.com. Thank you, Allison. And Matt Lasko? Did Matt drop off? Okay. So we're going to Ryan, give us your, uh, give us your closing remarks, Ryan. You know, my closing remarks are, are this, and, and I think this is where we're really going. And here in Canada, you know, top three dealerships, they're one of my clients, and I'll just give you a scenario of what they've done. They've completely scrapped traditional advertising, and they've given each salesperson a fifth and an actual budget to spend on their own personal branding. And their sales have increased by 25% from last year. They spend 55% less on their advertising. So if I'm a salesperson, I'm coming into this industry and I'm gonna be a train spotter or I'm gonna wait for the up bus. Meanwhile, I got my girl Allison who has a customer at walks and says, hey, I wanna check out Allison because I read a review. How do you think you're really gonna compete? Uh, and my second thing is, when you wake up in the morning, if you're just all about making money, well, you're, you're not going to compete. You've got to want to innovate it. You've got to want to have fun with it. And you've got to want to be authentic. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, RyanHoltz1, LinkedIn, RyanHoltz.ca. And anybody who's followed any of my stuff, I like to have a good time. I'm smiling. Um, and I just like to, to get in the mix of everything. And uh, it's a pleasure to, uh, to speak with all of you. And uh, I love your beard. Laura, I think you're great. I think everybody's awesome, and you guys are all beautiful people. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. And Travis? Got to go to the handset. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, my, my message is simple. Just, just be authentic. Just be passionate. You can't be anybody else. Um, one, of the, one of the things I see so much when people confuse branding with just don't try and sell stuff when you're branding. Just brand yourself. You know, don't, don't be putting payments in there. Don't, don't be worried about the end result. Just be yourself and have fun and be authentic and be passionate. And, and not everybody can do what everyone else is doing, but you can come across as, as yourself. And however that is, just rock it, you know, and put some mustard on the sandwich. Put a little stank on it. That's what I do. I just have fun with it. I just like to have fun. You might not... You might not buy a car off me, but you're going to like me, and you're going to laugh, and you're going to smile when you're in my dealership, and you're going to get treated right. I'm, I may not be the best in the world. I may not be have the best processes. Because that's not going to engage customers. It's not going to you know, call attention to yourself. It may even turn people off completely. But just remember to try and humanize this and reintroduce the human element. And, of course, you guys can find me at loredrive.com and on Twitter at loredrive.
Awesome. And then uh, Tammy? For me, my, my, my beliefs are a lot like Travis's. It's about, we define our destiny. And what are you going to do with your life today? Um, the car business is a good job. It is a good job. Working in a dealership and serving customers, it, there's just something about it. There's nothing like that feeling. And what you what you do every single day defines your life. And you've got to make today great. So you've got to set yourself apart from everyone else. And for me, I, it wasn't about, you know, branding. I did brand with Nissan, but I branded myself. And then I fell in love with the product that I was selling, and everything else became easy. Um, everybody, I appreciate you guys having me on here. You can find me at, uh, at uh, Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube. So have a great day. All right, guys. Thank you very thank much you. for coming on. And uh, truly, guys, you've been, you've been brand experts, um, automotive experts. So thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. Well, it was, you know what? A great panel. I love talking to uh, people every week, man. It gets better and better. It gets gooder and gooder, as someone says. Gooder say. and gooder. And, hey, I want to say, I want to give another shout-out uh, to Subi. Just Subi's got a conference coming up, and uh, Subi would love to talk to you about that, um, that she's part of with a group of uh, ladies. And um, just a really cool conference, but we want to talk to her. But you know what? Speaking of branding, you could just—it's like LeBron, or like it's like. Uh, 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 give me another. First, give me another one name person. Trump. Trump. Share. Share. Subi. Oh, yeah. Right? Come on, man. I can say Subi. Everybody knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Subi. See Subi. That's what I'm talking about. Branding. Um, great show, man. Great, great show. We're not finished. We're not. We're not done. Listen, the ladies are coming up here in a minute, and you don't want to miss their segment because they're going to be staying right along the lines in the vein of branding. They're going to give you some tips and some things that you don't want to miss. Um, before we do that, though, uh, you don't want to uh, go anywhere. Stay tuned. The next up, next up is get your social on, but stay tuned here for a couple of messages from some important people. We'll be right back. Cellcology salespeople are some of the coolest salespeople in the country, and they sell a lot of cars. Why? Because they build amazing brands that their customers never forget. And they collect hundreds of referral leads every month from the customers they sell. On top of that, they partner with local businesses to exponentially grow their marketplace awareness within their community. And they follow up like a boss with sold and unsold customers. If you'd like to have a team that does the same thing, please go to cellcology.com or call 612-387-7776. I'm Alan Ram, president and founder of Alan Ram's Proactive Training Solutions. Let's face it, good managers are defined not by what they do when they have a showroom full of customers, but more by what they do when there are no customers in the showroom. In 2015, whether you like it or not, 
The car business is all about conversion of opportunities and driving traffic. All those great closers and desk people are not doing you a whole lot of good if your dealership is not converting effectively on the telephone and internet. As an owner or dealer, when you see five salespeople standing by the front door doing nothing, don't kid yourself. Your dealership is not being effectively managed. Management by Fire is a two and a half day intensive course conducted entirely by me that teaches managers how to effectively manage in today's automotive industry. Simple processes for driving high quality traffic. For more information on upcoming events, please call my team at 866-996-4665. Once again, 866-996-4665. Thank you. It is a brand new week and that means it is time for Get Your Social On. Welcome, I'm Erin Ryan. And I'm Amanda Ryan. And today we're going to stay with Auto Dealer Live's theme of personal branding, but we're also going to touch on Facebook introduces time spent on posts, which is a new algorithmic change. Now you might have taken part in it, I know I did in uh, you know giving feedback because they asked for it in the sidebar of your newsfeed they asked for you to provide feedback on your newsfeed and so people did and they took it because what people were saying was that likes shares and comments are not the only indicators that a post was meaningful to its users yeah i mean there's plenty of other things that can be taken into account and facebook seems to start noticing that these things need to be taken into account well it makes sense because websites have times you know, spent on site. Yeah. So, and so it makes sense to have time spent on post because not everybody who's there looking at or reading your post necessarily likes comments or shares. I mean, there's so many distractions, mm-hmm. email, text, phone call comes in and you forgot to even like comment or share. Or, you know, sometimes you don't want everyone to see what you're looking at. Like, yeah, because when you like or sh- share or comment and it take a social action, then that means that other people are going to see everything that you did. You know, if 
they pay attention to you on Facebook. So that's something you want to take into account too. And Facebook did. Yeah. And I mean, there's always somebody watching. So a couple shows back, I had mentioned the invisible audience, right? And that invisible audience doesn't mean that they're necessarily, you know, cloaked and you, yeah, they're not, <laughs> the, the internet calls them lurkers. Yeah. They're not, they're there. They're just ones who observe and watch more than participate. And those people now have a social signal that counts. And that would be the time spent on posts. Yes. And by those people, we mean all of us. Because yeah, because we all do it. Yeah, sometimes yeah. during the day or sometimes during the week that we're lurking somewhere on Facebook. So yeah. with this new time spent on posts, a new social signal is, is born. born. So just keep that in mind, too, is that... Um, that even if people aren't liking, commenting, and sharing, that doesn't mean that what you're putting out is not going to work. Right. Give it some time and um, and let this social signal count towards you. Exactly. So the question is, how is Facebook going to measure time on post? Yeah, I mean, that was, that was something we discussed. Mm-hmm. We were like, how is that... What? What? How, like, is it going to have to be something they click on? Or a video? Or is yeah. it going to be specifically towards pictures? Like, how are they going to even measure a text status update? Well, here's the thing. You know, Facebook calls them stories. We call them posts. Time spent on post is longer than the time spent on other stories. Right. So when you're scrolling down your newsfeed, whether it's via mobile, whether it's on your desktop, tablet, wherever, if you actually stop and you spend some time on a specific photo album, a video, a text. Or reading comments. You know how sometimes you can just like yep. want to read what people are saying? Um, that all counts now. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's I mean, that, that's really great because, um, you know, there's stuff that you might put out and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, maybe it didn't. But remember, there's always an invisible audience and you obviously want to aim for like shares and comments. Obviously, right? but like. How often does someone really spend on something that they don't tend to actually take a social action at some point? That's right? true. But at the same time, of all the things that are in the newsfeed that you scroll through, mm-hmm. do you like comment and share on every single one? But you may stop and read, right? Yeah. So it's it's, it's kind a good of, balance. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good balance. balance. Now keep yeah. in mind, Facebook did not give a specific time that they're counting, but they're they're going to take into account that some people have slower internet connections than others that people are just glancing over some things so not everything is going to be uh kind of gamed there right you want to make sure that you're stopping you're actually paying attention to the post and they'll take that into account so i mean how does this really help with personal branding you the car dealer used your profile for personal branding ideally and then that means you're going to put great content out on your Facebook profile on behalf of your dealership. I mean for how long now have you been saying great content? I mean before GYSO great content was so important and it still is and this is just another sign that it really needs to be put on your profile too because I know we emphasize a lot on pages on pages yeah. but you know, you got to think about the audience on your profile. Obviously, you want to still remain profes- mm-hmm. professional if you're putting out a lot of work-related information. Mm-hmm. Um, if it could be about the cars you sell, the day spent at the dealership. A video of a walk around. Exactly. Yeah. The time you spent with the customer. And, of course, you don't want any of it to be salesy, pitchy. You want it to no, be you social. It, you want it to remain social. Yeah. Great content. If you're using images or videos, make sure they're of quality, high-quality visual content. So then what happens is that someone stops in their newsfeed to read your great content. you're sharing, yeah. Or maybe the comments, something in the comment, because you can now preview comments a little bit um, before you actually go and read more or continue reading. So 
if they're actually spending time on that specific post more than the other posts that they scroll past in the newsfeed, that means for your profile, it will become more emphasized within that readers, that Facebook users newsfeed. Yeah. You will get pushed up so they can see more of your content, which is ideal if you're connecting with customers, if you're connecting, you know, if that's what you make your profile about. And personal branding, there's nothing new about it. But right. more and more car dealers are taking this on as, you know, something they want to have as a side thing or... Yeah, separate from the page. Um, yeah. I think it's because they can have more control over it and uh, really showcase what they can do mm-hmm. um, at the dealership and give the customers the option to connect with them and to obviously purchase and sell a vehicle. So those are the things that you can take into account. I mean, this... This here is is something that isn't like oh that's so great, but it's it is extremely important, and these little things do yeah. matter. So keep in mind and take note of this because little changes are starting to roll out on Facebook, and somehow there always seem to be a connection. Yes, and change to see a significant change in distribution for Facebook pages as right. a result of this update. So this is going to be more for those who use profiles for personal branding. If you are a business, stick to those pages. Do not go and create a Facebook profile. It is not meant for that. It is meant for people. So people use profiles, businesses use pages, and because this change is directed more towards profiles... That doesn't mean it can't change. It doesn't mean it can't change, but at the same time, you need to use it for personal branding, not business branding at this specific time. Right. And so keep your page, keep producing quality content because it has its own way of having things done. Yes. You know, Facebook has its own way of having things done there. And keep your personal branding separate, which would be a profile. And if you want to cross brand, that'd be fantastic. Use your personal profile and share some of that great content from your page Page. to your profile. Exactly. Boom. Double whammy. <laughs> Double whammy. It is time for Get Your Social On. Social shout-outs, shout-outs. Can I just say hashtag a baby chick? That's for Arnold. <laughs> I, I think he was expecting it to come from me. <laughs> yeah, but we switch things we up. We switch things up around You never here. know what's going to come here. You know what I'm saying? We just... we just. I might be Aaron right now. <laughs> too far. Mm, too far, too far. <laughs> All right, so... We love to give back to the automotive community yes. by giving you social shout-outs here on GYSO. That's true. So if you hashtag GYSO, if you tweet at me, at the Aaron Ryan. At Amanda Shares. We're together at GYSO Addicts. You can have your Twitter handle featured right here on Autos Your Lives. Get your social on social shout-outs. And here's some of the fantastic people we found on Twitter. I've got soul. She's a hashtag car gal. Hello. Hello to you at Cash Walker. Hi, Cash Walker. Hi. At Sales Tips TV, that is Matt Koenig and Chris Spear. Hello. They have their own uh, webcast every Tuesday morning, I believe, at 9 a.m. So awesome. shout out to you. Shout out. Shout, yeah, tune into that because we're a community. Let's support each other. At Wow Suzanne. Two Z's, two N's, and two W's. Gotta spell it name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gotta spell her name right. She's from Wild Woodies. Hello to you. Hello, Suzanne. If you want to get caught up on all of our past GYSO episodes, you can. Head on over to wikimotive.com slash GYSO. Get caught up on articles, videos, find some fun things on there. All get your social on related, all digital marketing related, and free tips. Hello. Uh, hello. I mean, we also share that on Twitter as well as our Facebook group. 
Yes, absolutely. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash get your social on. It's been great spending time with you this week. We hope that you apply these Facebook algorithmic changes into your marketing strategy for your Facebook profile and personal now you know. branding. Now you know. The more you know. <laughs> Until next week, friends. Get your social on. Port Chevrolet. We've got him on the line. Mike, are you with us? Is it Davenport Chevrolet? It's, it's, oh, it's not Davenport, it's, it's not Davenport just, Chevrolet? Dude, what are you drinking? Well, what's in that, what's, it should be Davenport Chevrolet. What's in that 10 cup, man? I, hey, man, I saw earlier on his self-branding that there's about to be a Davenport Chevrolet. He's like, he's like, he's like Mike Davenport. From, Davenport he called you Davenport. Then he said from <laughs> Davenport Chevrolet. And, uh, Mike, you're, you said you're two investors away, brother, from having a Davenport Chevrolet. What do you think? I'm I one, think so. I'm yeah, one of them, baby. I'm in. A couple people couple people throw some cash down and hey and, I'm, uh, we're, I'm in we're gonna be successful i'm in man i'm in you got you, you, you can i be I'm, i want to be one of them i got my buddy my buddy matt lasco man text me last week and said hey when are we going to open a store down so i mean uh so you might have you might have uh, some play on that we'll talk about that uh off air brother hey you've been holding for a while our show has gone over so but we want to catch um you know we had a demand man uh to put you on the show because um people were like man this guy's the king of king of uh branding in the auto business here what do you think about what you've been hearing and uh, just kind of weigh in we only have a couple of minutes but we want to give you that whole couple of minutes to kind of weigh in on your opinion and what you think is necessary and needed when it comes to automotive branding well i haven't uh i haven't listened to the show because i was with i was with uh, some clients and uh, uh and i was actually on periscope talking about this as well mm-hmm. uh you know i think self-branding is huge and and i can't believe that a dealer in 2015 would sit there and say no no no, no we don't want our salesmen self-branding because we're afraid they're going to take business away from our dealership if they leave. And uh, that's, that's like, I think, in the same same realm is, oh, wait, wait, we're not going to stock that green truck because what if nobody comes in and buys it? You know, we're not going to buy it. We're not going to get a Corvette in here because what if nobody wants to spend $75,000? Yeah, Mike, I think leaving is one issue, but I think another issue is should a dealer have the right? It's their business. It's their own dealership. Of course they want you to promote their dealership, but should 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 you as a salesperson have all of the control or the liberty over self-branding or should the dealer should the, is it reasonable for the dealer to have some oversight there and some input on what's be, how his dealership is also being branded? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a case-by-case basis. Uh, my dealership group uh, allows me to do do pretty much anything that I want to do um, because I'm not out there being an idiot. Uh, and I think that's really what it, what it boils down to is uh, everything you see on me, I'm always promoting my dealership. I'm promoting myself. And, uh, and somebody on his Periscope just said, and I was going to say, they stole my thunder. Is, you know, you look at a real estate professional. You know, a real estate professional does not sit there and have to get too much permission from the broker, from the agency that they work at. They sit there and promote themselves to get house listings because if they don't promote themselves, nobody knows they're in real estate. And that's the way, and for 15 and a half years of selling cars from day one in 2000 before the Internet was around. Um, and, uh, you know, I was out there um, self-branding myself when I was at Saturn. I was a Saturn guy back in 2000. I had the SaturnGuy.com website back in 2000, 2001, 2002 um, because I was just starting it. Didn't do very good with it. Was able to tell everybody I had a URL, but then it didn't do me, it didn't make me any money like it does today. Yeah, and and uh, so I mean, and you you know yeah, and I understand you're working, man. So we appreciate you coming on. But you know, one of the things that was said, and we kind of turned the conversation from, you know, from the negative side of it. We had to address that at first. We have to address it because unfortunately, 
you know, until the model changes. I mean, we brought up to Laura, for instance, Laura drives when she was Laura Toyota. You know, she Automotive News picked up and, uh, you know, picked up her scent and, and she uh, she wrote an article. And then, of course, when Toyota saw the article, you know, with a that, that was, by the way, viewing it as a as positive for the auto industry. And they saw Laura Toyota. They made her pull the plug on it. So, I mean, you know, there's there's a, there's there has to be an embrace at the same time, from the place where the money is. I mean, for instance, you know, one of the things you put out there today on social media, hey, I need two, I'm two investors away, meaning that there still is that caveat of, of money and backing. So they need to embrace it. At the same time, you know, there has to be a, a, a marriage. So, um, you know, we, we had to address it because dealers are sour about it or they're closed-minded about it, and we want to make the industry better. But at the same time, you know, I think it comes down to people like you sitting down with dealerships when they go to get a job or if they have a job there, bringing this idea and saying, look, this is what it's about. You know, I'm here, you know. And, and so I think there's 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 got to be um, there's got to be this 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 partnership. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I think, like I said earlier, it, it, it's got to be on a case by case basis. And mm-hmm. every dealership is different, but you have to have a partnership on doing everything. And, you know, I would I would imagine that if I cross the line or, you know, pull my leash too hard that my dealership is like, hold on a second. We don't want that out there. And they have. You know, I, I get I get a little riled up and fired up on, on, on a couple of subjects with CRM and stuff like that. And, and they came to me and said, hey, let's just not talk about the CRM. Just sell cars and not worry about the CRM. Um, but, uh, you know, but they've, they've talked to me about stuff like that, but there's nothing been negative conversation in the five years that I've been here as far as myself branding and self-marketing because, you know, uh, I've told this to many people, uh, you know, five years ago, I never, I moved to Louisville, Kentucky, and I don't know anybody. And, and I had to do something, and I wasn't going to be, you know, a six-car guy that sits on, a, on the showroom floor waiting for that next up. And now I have people calling into the dealership asking for Chevy dude, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, that, and that's exactly what I want because, if they're asking for me like that, that means everything else I'm doing, self-branding, uh, my prospecting, my follow-up process, and stuff like that, that's all working. And that's exactly how a dealer should look at it is, is in, and embrace it, is that he's doing all the right stuff. We're going to let him do it. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we appreciate you uh, coming on the show today, Mike, and weighing in. And uh, how can people follow you? Uh, if you follow, you can go to LouisvilleChevyDude.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Elville Chevy Dude. And you can just type in Louisville Chevy Dude on Facebook. Awesome, awesome. Man. Hey, I want you to, uh, if you make yourself available, Mike, we're going to do a part two to this um, because some things have come up, you know, even on Twitter, questions we have. It's, we're trending again, and a lot of questions are coming up. So we want to bring a part two and kind of bring a different perspective. Are you open to come coming on as part of a panel for that? Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. Okay. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, Mike. Hey, guys. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. All right, guys, you heard it. The next up, you don't want to miss next week. The next up is the road to the sale dead. Woo! Is it dead? Stick a fork in it. That's what we're talking about is next week. Is it dead? Week. Is it washed up? Is it finished? Is it old school? Does it need How a little bit of it? Need a little revival? Hey, yeah. by the way, uh, I, I just want to read this tweet. Renee Stewart tweeted out, wrong. Hey, Renee. Hey, Renee. Wrong A word. No, <laughs> no. To approval, yes to acceptance. Dealer brand plus personal brand is sustainable and fosters loyalty. And by the way, Renee, I'm right on board with you on that. Just for the record. Amen. Renee Stewart. 
Thank you, Renee, for weighing in on that. Hey, guys, we look forward to hearing from you. Weigh in on this because we do want to do a part two, and we want to bring it pretty quick. So if you're interested in being on that panel, um, just hashtag tweet us, get us on. Uh, you can reach out to us and just say, hey, I'm interested because we will be reaching out. We have tons of questions that we want to bring up because you want to hear about them, all right? Thank you very much for listening. You have a great weekend. I'm Dave Villa. Dave Krebs. And this is Auto Dealer Live. Thank you. You know I speak fluent If you want to change the world All you do is do it Gonna get what I deserve Gonna get what I have earned Now I know it's my time to take my turn